We are glad you could join us today for the Concepts of Faith broadcast. This program is dedicated to teach you how to put the Word of God to work so that it will make a positive difference in the everyday circumstances of your life. And now, here's Charles Caps. Now today we're going to finish up on our teaching on how to avoid tragedy in your life or in the lives of individuals. It's formerly from our book called Why Tragedy Happens to Christians. Now remember the prayer that Jesus prayed. Our Father which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name, thy kingdom come, thy will be done in earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. If you don't forgive, the Father won't forgive. He can't. Now someone said, yes, but you know, the Bible says that if we confess our sins, He is faithful and He is just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. So someone said, well, if I confess my sin of unforgiveness, then God will have to forgive me. No, He doesn't have to forgive you. In fact, He can't forgive you. Now, if He forgave you of unforgiveness while you're still in unforgiveness, He would be unjust if He forgave you before you forgave the other individual. Now, there are many Christians that are experiencing tragedy. I mean, it seems like the devil just camps at their house because they have allowed unforgiveness to rule over them. And they are open game to the devil. God has no choice when His Word is out. Now, let me show you something about unforgiveness. Unforgiveness is not like any other sin. It is a continuing thing. It continues right on as long as you're in unforgiveness. Now, you know, you could get mad and sock a guy in the jaw... And then in 30 minutes, you could repent and say, Lord, forgive me, I shouldn't have done that. Go apologize to the guy and hug his neck and tell him you're sorry and all of that. And God will forgive you for that. But now to go to God and say, now, Father, forgive me for being in unforgiveness against so-and-so. But I just can't forgive him. See, that's a different situation altogether. Because you're in a continuing act of sin. Unforgiveness is sin. And I'll tell you quite frankly, I believe it is a sin unto death. When you talk about a sin unto death, we're talking about a sin that is a sin until the day you die. It may kill you all right. Now let me read you something that John said about the sin unto death. And I'm just going to throw this out to you. You can do what you want to with it. Let's read from 1 John the 5th chapter and verse 16. If any man see his brother sin a sin which is not unto death, and he shall ask, he shall give him life for them that sin not unto death. There is a sin unto death. I do not say that you shall pray for it. Now listen to what he said. There is a sin unto death. And he says, don't pray for it. Now don't misunderstand what he said. He didn't say don't pray for the man. He said don't pray for the sin. Any other sin that a man commits, you can pray for it. But don't pray for the man that is sinned to sin unto death. Why? Because I'm convinced it is unforgiveness and you can't pray and get that sin off of an individual. Because it's a continuing act. It'll be a sin until the day he dies unless he forgives. 
You can't get rid of it. It'll eat him alive. You know, he can go and sit down and eat the biggest T-bone steak in the world, but he can't enjoy it because he's in unforgiveness. He's eat up on the inside. He is going against the Word of God. Now, when I say it is a sin unto death, I'm talking about a sin that will stay with you until you die, and it'll probably carry you to an early grave if you don't get rid of it. Confessing that you have the sin will not get rid of it. You must rebuke the thing, talk to it, tell it to leave you, and proclaim that you forgive, you see. You've got to get delivered from it. Now, he didn't say not pray for the man. He said don't pray for the sin. Because the man's going to have to do something with the sin. Now, when you realize what he said, it helps you to understand how powerful this thing that Jesus is talking about over here is. He's turned over into the hands of the tormentor. You see this twice in Paul's ministry, that he turned certain individuals over to the devil, that their flesh might be destroyed, that their spirit might be saved. Somebody said, well, did it work? Yeah, it worked. One of the men was a man there in Corinth that was cohabiting with his own mother. And Paul said, deliver such a one to Satan. And then he wrote back and he said to love the brother and to receive him. In other words, the indication was that he had repented. And it came about, you see. Now, the thing that is in this is powerful and it's strong in that you can hold a sin against an individual. And I think this is where sometimes we've missed it. Some individual sinned against us. And we said, well, bless God, I'm not going to forgive them. Well, you can hold that condemnation on them. And you can keep them away from God by that. But if you'll forgive that individual, that go to them and say, I know you might have been wrong, but I forgive you. I know I went to an individual like that one time that had done some things that was very deceitful. And it really hurt me. And I went to him and I told the man. He had backslidden. I said, man, I forgive you. I don't hold anything against you. I'm praying for you. I got that condemnation off of him. The man got fellowship restored with the Father. And died a saved man. But you see, you can hold that unforgiveness against an individual and cause them to go to hell. Because as long as they're condemned by that, they want to go away from God, not to Him. Now, let me show you another incident. In the life of Jesus, when He was on the cross, He prayed, Father, forgive them, for they know not what they do. He prayed that condemnation off of them, and one of the guys turned to the Lord. I mean, He repented right there on the cross. So, you see, there's power in forgiveness, in forgiving people. And doing what the Word says to do. Hosea says, as we started out with this teaching in that Hosea 4, 6, God's people are destroyed for lack of knowledge. See, if you don't know any better, you can't do any better. But from the day on, you know better than to get in unforgiveness. Now, I can tell you how to get rid of unforgiveness. And that is, begin to say, I forgive that person. I don't care what they did. I forgive them. I make a decision to do it. Now, somebody said, how in the world would that do it? Here's the way it works. It works by the principle of the God kind of faith. Whosoever shall say, believe, doubt not in his heart, but believe what he's saying will come to pass. He shall have whatsoever he saith. You say it long enough till faith comes. Faith comes. And then it causes the manifestation of that. It'll melt that unforgiveness from your heart. Pray in the Spirit. That'll help too. Now let me give you another illustration. This is something that happened close to us. The lady that worked from my wife uh, a day or two a week, 
the doctors had diagnosed her as having tuberculosis. And they were going to send her to a sanatorium unless they could get her to take a certain type of medicine. Nowadays, they've got drugs and things that they can control it. and They don't have to send you, be away from your family. But you see, she was believing God for healing. And she wanted to walk in faith. And she didn't want to take the medicine. But now the county nurse in the county health department said, you either have to take the drug or we're going to have to take you to a sanatorium. You'll have to be separated from your family. Well, that upset her, you know, and she got in strife over that. She said she wasn't going to take medicine. Bless God, she's going to believe God. Well, now, see, her heart was right. But yet, you see, she's causing strife in the family. Now, the family was all mad at her. Her husband was upset with her. The children were upset with her. Mother, why don't you go ahead and take the medicine? No, bless God, I'm believing I'm healed, see. Well, now, you see, medicine won't heal you, and it won't keep you from getting healed. So my wife told me the situation, and we talked it over, and she went over there and talked to the lady and said, Now, her name was Joyce, said, Now, Joyce, the medicine won't heal you. But said, if you'll take the medicine, believe God for your healing, confess your healing, put your faith in God, and you can be able to stay with your family. And right now you're in strife, and your faith won't work when you're in strife. I mean, she most probably would die at an early death if she hadn't got out of strife. And my wife talked with her and reasoned with her and showed her in the scriptures. And she finally said, well, you know, said, maybe you're right. I have just really been upset over this thing, and I've really been in strife about it. So she repented and got things right and went and told her husband and told the children, said, I'm wrong, forgive me now. I'm still trusting God for my healing, but I'm going to go ahead and take the medicine. Y'all want me to. Medicine probably won't heal me, but it'll keep the symptoms down, and that way I can be with y'all. So she got it all patched up, you see. Well, in about a two weeks, why, they had another x-ray. And the doctor took another one. And he said, now, we don't understand this. He said, we don't know what's happened. We know that the medicine we've given you doesn't work that fast. But said, there's something wrong. said, we can't even tell that you've got anything. We're not even sure you've got tuberculosis now. And said, now, we know the medicine hadn't done it. Well, now, you see, here's a woman that in just a couple of weeks, she's almost got a total clean bill of health. Because she got out of strife and got over into faith and believe in God. Now she's got where her faith will work and her heart doesn't condemn her. So beware of the devil. He's out to kill you, destroy you any way he can. Stay away from strife. Where there is strife and confusion, there is every evil work. Well, I trust you've been blessed by this series and I trust you've learned something that that you'll escape all that the devil has planned for you and enter into all that God has planned for you. Thank you so much for joining us for the Concepts of Faith broadcast. Now, our book offer all this week is book offer number 7504. It's called Your Spiritual Authority. Now, this book was formerly called Authority in Three Worlds. It was a small paperback. It is now in a regular size book, and we've changed the title, got a new cover on it, but it's the same book of Authority in Three Worlds. But if you don't have this book, it's now entitled Spiritual Authority. It's $11 plus $4 postage and handling. That's a total of $15. And this book will give you insight 
into how God created man in his image and his likeness, gave mankind dominion over this planet. We have a chapter in here entitled Keys to Understanding the Bible. If you don't understand the first three chapters of Genesis, you're not going to understand the Bible real clearly. Authority of the body. This is an important chapter because it deals with the fact that your body gives you authority on this planet. Jesus had to be born on this planet to have authority here because in Genesis 1, God gave mankind authority. And he took on him the image of man. He was a man, first of all. He was the son of God, all right. But God had to anoint him so he could destroy the works of the devil. In chapter 9, it says the authority of Jesus. Now we have in chapter 11, says Jesus, a sin offering. This book starts in Genesis and carries you through the Bible, showing you an overall view of what some people only have bits and parts of. Chapter 13 is first begotten of the dead. Did you know that Jesus, after he arose from the dead, he was called the first begotten from the dead and never called again the only begotten of the Father? He's the first begotten from the dead. That's important. Offer number 7504, your spiritual authority, 180-page paperback for $11 plus $4 postage and handling. That's a total of $15. We have a toll-free order line, 1-877-396-9400, 1-877-396-9400. Until tomorrow, this Charles Caps reminding you that the enemy is defeated, God is exalted, and Jesus is coming soon. To order the product offered today, call 1-877-396-9400 or write Charles Caps. P.O. Box 69, England, Arkansas, 72046. A complete list of CDs, books, and DVDs are available online at charlescaps.com. Through the website, you can listen to this radio program again and subscribe to our podcast. This broadcast is sponsored by Charles Caps Ministries and our listeners in this area.